welcome to a new podcast where we're breaking through and breaking it down with a new girl, your host, Dawn Piercy. Welcome to Big Dog's Corner of a new podcast. My name is Dawn Piercy. I am your host. Mariano couldn't be with us tonight. But we have brought you Mika Fitzgerald. He is an actor and a recording artist. You may know him from such shows as, well, the voiceover artist of the CW's crossover, Legends of Tomorrow, as well as Flash, Supergirl, and Arrow, where he is the leader of the Dominion uh, aliens, or dominators, the dominators, and uh, Mika Welcome to Big Dog's Corner on a new podcast. And also, you may know him from HBO's uh, Westworld, Fear the Walking Dead, the 2017 film The Matadors as the Spy. Uh, He has two nominations and one win for lead actor in the 2016 film Cuckold Picasso. And that was from the accolade competition. competition as Artemis Artemis yes how are you doing tonight I'm doing very very well how about yourself I'm doing good I'm doing good now I've seen from the research I've done that you're a recording artist as well of course as well as an actor and you've got a great voice Uh, how long have you. you been singing number one and um I I I want to ask also about some of the songs you've written. Um, but first, how long have you been singing? Uh, I've actually, um, I mean, I started um, getting inspired in, in music since I was um, in my teens, really. You know, I started, uh, I was writing raps when I was mm-hmm. like 14, 15 years old. And, um, and you know, Really, you know, I started to make music, you know, back then. And then it just took years of just going through different uh, eras and mm-hmm. different things in my life before, you know, repicking up music really as far as in, um, taking it to a place where I really want to do something with it on a professional level. Right. Um, you know, just in the last literally uh, couple of years, you know, I mean, I've wanted to do it. You know, I've always done it, but I never really recorded I just was, you know, doing a lot of freestyles. I recorded some songs, but I mm-hmm. never really just pushed myself out there and really promoted what I did. And uh, so uh, it's something I was, I've been around since I was, you know, I would say about 14, 15 years old. Okay. Now I want to ask you about the song uh, Make America Pray Again, as well as uh, the song, <clears throat> and we'll talk about that, No More Lives Lost. Um, can you tell us the background of the song Make America Pray Again to start with? Yeah, um, that was a, a song that uh, was, you know, I believe uh, given to me by God, you know, through uh, the frustration of the people today in the culture and like how divided we are as far as in politically, economically, socially, mm-hmm. you know what? Um, how radical people have gotten um, and it has become as far as the people out there and that, you know, right. uh, so much hatred that has, you know, been brewing. So, you know, I wanted to do a song, you know, that uh, to me, it was inspired first in frustration. And then it was really, you know, I 
took my ego out of the song idea and um and i said you know this song's got to be for god and for all the people it's not about my position politically right. in any way it's about being able to deliver a message of hope and faith in the greatness of our country and we as a people more importantly and how we treat one another and how we see and and um experience one another and the experience that we're giving other people through how we treat them and uh so to me uh the song it really took a life of its own it actually mm -hmm. was born i was on the phone with uh Mikael cole and um we were you know i just had come out of another interview for um uh an internet show and i was just talking about you know the frustration of our country and you know i was like we need to do a song make america pray again and he was like yeah let's do this and um he started to write on it and then i wrote on it and then you know i came up with the intro and i did the interlude then um we got a gentleman by the name of alan price to come and put the uh the violin on it and okay it's been a piece of work you know that's not finished yet i mean i could release it the way it is now and mm -hmm. people love the song um but i felt like i could also bring another life to it by bringing other artists in on it and um so i may bring some female singers and some okay. other dynamics to the song to to even almost a, a full choir wow with the song. So, that's gonna be amazing because i really think it, it it moves people in a very very deep way people across many different genres as far as in i've played that song for people from hip hop to country mm -hmm. to rock to R&B pop people. And they're all touched by it. I've played it for Jews, Hebrews. I mean, you know, it, Jews, Hebrews aren't Jews, what I'm saying. And um, <laughs> uh, I played it for, you know, for people who are of Muslim faith. I played it for Buddhists. You know, of course, you know, uh, a lot of the, you know, the, the Christians and Catholics, of course, I'm gonna love the song, make it right. pray again, just, you know, in the name of the title of it. But, uh, it really has a gospel in it that people are moved almost as if they've you know kind of uh went to a spiritual experience through the song and that's what i love about it and um i'm uh honored to be able to make music and be a part of something that uh adds value to people's lives and, and absolutely uh, can fill them up with some you know with something positive to uh to feed on yes absolutely and for our audience we're going to talk a little bit now about suicide prevention and <clears throat> the song no more lives lost um it's a, a, a very important topic because it's bad it's bad mika can you fill us in on that yes i lost i lost you there for just a second i said could you fill us in on the song no more lives lost Yes, yes. No more lives lost. I'm, I'm sorry for some reason it was the audio was a little low on you. Um, yeah, no more lives lost is uh, it's a call to action for for people to rise up out of that hopeless despair that many of us feel that we're in that nobody can understand and that nothing can fulfill and redeem that that feeling that you know what it's hopeless for you right and that your life is worthless and i think today in the suicide you know rates and the violence that um that we found as far as in people just today you know doing acts of violence against churches against 
schools, against, you know, in party environments and, you know, all the way to, of course, you know, the, you know, uh, world terrorism so, and right. all the different things that are going on. Uh, but internally here, just in the United States, I just think that there's so much uh, of a uh, underlying depression and anxiety that many people are going through. And the pharmaceutical companies that, you know, can uh, make a lot of money marketing drugs to these people and the drugs to us as a people. Right. But at the end of the day, I think what we need to do as far as and spiritually wise, there's no drug that can fix that. The drugs <clears throat> are only going to, you know, the drugs are only really going to many times. It just ends up sometimes pushing them over the top to where they lose it, right? And to to where they become so manic because <laughs> of the the medication that they're trying to treat it with. And sometimes I think it's more powerful to turn it over to God and turn it over to something greater than yourself. And so, no more lives lost. I've seen a lot of people. Uh, I've had a lot of people in my life check out, you know, mm -hmm. and commit suicide. Like many people uh, on the other side of the screen. I think, you know, people have experienced that and we feel that on a deep level. And um, so No More Lives Lost is a call to stop violence and anti-suicide in a way. And I think, you know, it, it uh, was just a song written from the heart. Mikhail Cole, you know, incredible writer, incredible artist mm -hmm. to work with on the project. Um, he literally, you know, is a visionary and he gets an idea. It's like between me and him, we don't even have to talk many times. It's like right. the songs just come through us and through a being that uh, me and him both live to step in all the time as far as in kind of how, you know, what our goal is, is right. as artists. And um, it's really, really beautiful and how it's uh, been able to come together for both of us as far as in working with him because he's just a, an incredible uh, friend, an mm -hmm. incredible artist, and an incredibly enveloped spirit that's been through so through so, so much transformation, but gives all that he has all the time yeah. to anyone who's willing to receive it. Now, for our audience, um, you've got to check out Mika's music. I've put a couple of videos at the bottom of his bio page here on the newpodcast.com platform. Now, Mika, how old were you when you got into acting and how was the transition and how are you doing, you know, the music and the acting at the same time? Yeah, acting. It's interesting you ask that. Um, the acting, you know, I started off when I was a teenager, actually, you know what? And um, I actually won a scholarship when I was about 15 years old and to an acting school. And wow. Unfortunately, through some... Uh, uh, circumstances that I, I went through at uh, the age of 15 and a half, I lost that scholarship and unfortunately wasn't able to go to that school. And, you know, it was one of those things that uh, you look back on later on in your life and, you know, it was a sign for you. Um, and it was a beautiful gift that I won that scholarship. My mother really wanted me to, uh, to become an actor. And uh, it wasn't really until my late thirties that really I decided to move to Los Angeles and really, you know, pursue this as a mm -hmm. passion and a, a vision of something that was uh, calling me. So I moved to LA about five years ago okay. from, uh, from Northern California. And um, before that I did um, community theater with a, a lady named Diane Foster. Okay. Uh, bless her heart, she's passed on. And um, she was an incredible community leader in the Bay Area, Northern California. She had a program called Roots for Youth and another program uh, called Teens Teaching Through Theater. 
and um, she worked with teens who um, were high, you know, at high risk as far as getting in trouble and um, being, you know, living in problems and lots of problems. And they, and she had this program where they you know, taught all this acting. Um, and she had us write scripts and we would do live performances at juvenile facilities and at schools and create awareness around real world issues uh, like gangs, drugs, violence, HIV, teen pregnancy, all the things that teenagers deal with. Right. And um, she was an incredible part of my life and inspired me a lot and touched everybody she worked with. And uh, just a, a, a woman who had an incredible heart. And, um, and then later on, I worked with a lady named Mary Booker uh, from San Francisco, from mm-hmm. Bayview Opera House. And she actually happened to be the teacher of this lady, Diane Foster. Nice. And Small it's crazy world. on how the, the spirit literally took me from uh, that childhood experience with Diane Foster into the hands of Mary Booker before I moved to Los Angeles. And I was blessed to work with her for over two and a half years and do... Um, a bunch of you know almost a, a dozen performances over at the Bayview Opera House and um, before moving to Los Angeles and launching a career as an actor um, and uh, it's been it's been growing it's been uh, an exciting five years here and nice um, well a lot of stuff is coming a lot of stuff is coming on oh I, I wanted to for our audience uh, Mika he's been in well over a hundred music videos very well-known music videos and that's actually how uh, tell him how you met our, my co-host Mariano and since he's not since he couldn't be here with us tonight but um, tell us how you met Mariano and tell us about the music videos that you were in too absolutely absolutely well I'm sorry yeah I didn't answer your question as far as in the album stuff but yeah, because uh, you asked me about the album and the music and stuff, too. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Mariano, actually, I met him yeah, through um, working on my first music video in L.A. with uh, Drake for his uh, big hit that he had, Hold On, We're Going Home, in uh, 2013. And that was my first video here, and I booked the lead mobster role for the music video, and uh, I met him on set, and he just... Uh, was very friendly came up and introduced himself to me and just had the you know very jovial energy and, yeah uh, <laughs> he does yeah and we've been uh, we've been friends ever since um just can't say enough great things about mariano he's just always inspirational and always uh reaching to try to help the next guy if he can usually you he know, is and, he's always trying and, uh, to give a hand up you know uh, to help. Well, sometimes those. it gets frustrated because people <laughs> disappoint. And, you know, and the yeah. thing about it is, is that we've got to learn to give and not expect back. Because when you give, and, and, and that's what I've learned in my life, the more that I learn to give without expectation, the more, the better the blessing Amen. comes to me. Amen and, to that. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think sometimes, <laughs> you know, when you have a huge, generous heart like that, mm-hmm. you can sometimes feel depleted. Because you're like always, always giving. And, you know, even the healer needs to be healed. Even the motivational speaker needs to have somebody who fires him up That's or her so up. That's so true. That is so, so true. Oh, my gosh. We yeah. all look to somebody to, you know, rise our boat and to lift our vision and to warm our hearts. So. Absolutely. Uh, tell us about your album that you're working on with your music. 
and yeah, where we the, can... yeah, the album. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy because I had a vision to do an album for years and years and years, and talked about it, talked about it, talked about it. But it's crazy how artists many times we can hide from ourselves and we're like running, and you just don't feel like you're great enough yet. And uh, I think right now, you know, this album that I'm working on is all about that. You know, it, it, for me of breaking through that and mm -hmm. finding a true, you know, what your true identity beyond just your, you know, what your social dynamics, you know, right. um, but, tr but finding your inner identity, if you will. And um, so the album to me is a transformational album. This album, the catalyst road, I've been through a lot of transformation in my life, you know, as far as physically, mentally, spiritually, like a lot of, you know, all, like all of us go through it. Um, I wanted, uh, I, I've been inspired to do something unique over music for many years and I grew up around poetry and art and mm -hmm. um, as well as, you know, a lot of um, pretty rough neighborhoods, you know, at the same time. So yeah. I was around a lot of different things. And, and uh, so this album is really like, is my album to, if I was gonna make an album that really um, could change the world or could affect people, you know, mm -hmm. That's what this album is, is The Catalyst Road. It's a it's an album that you experience, you don't just listen to. It's something that's to be applied in one's life, you know, for those who are inspired to do so. Right. And um, and that's what I'm trying to create is, uh, and, and uh, it's been coming along. We've had about a, almost uh, a dozen tracks right now for the album. I don't know, you know, right now it may be, who knows if the name is gonna change right now. It's tentatively called The Catalyst Road. You know, the title track on the album is called The Catalyst Road. You know, we've got songs that, you know, Make America Pray Again, and Don't uh -huh. Life's Lost, and Celebration, and another track um, uh, called Hard Blocks that addresses a homeless issue. Um, and uh, another track is called Celebration. I think I played it for you a little earlier. Yes, um, yes. It's definitely got it. that old school kind of uh, I love it. It's drive. it's. Right. It's kind of like, um, I don't say, well, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of like retro. It's got that retro funk, yet hip hop, uh, yet pop feel to it. Kind yes, of all combined. Yes, that's into a great one. way of describing it, actually. That all combined into one. Like you've taken every genre and, and just really did a great job mixing all the way through it very well done you really liked it thank yeah, you I did. thank you yeah I did. yeah no that was that got inspired by an event that we were at and uh kind of just that i idea that we need to celebrate life you know what i mean mm -hmm. and, and like a lot of times we're so busy caught up in the heaviness of everything that right we can't we forget to celebrate what we have not that instead is so of true focusing on what we don't have absolutely that's very 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 true now Mika, I know that you have a total of uh, 58 credits on the IMDb, which I know sometimes we do a lot more than that and it's not all the way caught up. But what can you tell us about the recent films you've been cast in? I know that you have a release, 2019 release date of Call of the Wild that you were in where you were cast as Red Sweater that you played with Harrison Ford. What can you tell us about that? I know you may not be able to tell everything. But, you know, can you give us some hints? Yeah, that, you know what, that's, a, uh, it's a definitely a pretty, it's a high profile project with Central 20th Century Fox. It's a big budget animation live action film mm -hmm. directed by Chris Sanders, um, starring 
Harrison Ford, and um, it's based on the great adventures of a dog named Buck mm-hmm. and Buck's uh, rites of passage to growing to be the leader of the pack of wolves that Buck, you know, uh, has to uh, go through to find himself as a dog. And so uh, it's actually based on a classic from Jack London, which Mm -hmm. is called Call of the Wild and uh, is a very famous book. And um, yeah, it's a very, uh, they've done a a new adaption to it in a unique way. And they're putting it together on screen like it's never been put together on screen as far as in techno, you know, through the technology and the amount of artistry that's going into creating Mm -hmm. this project. And they're creating whole worlds for this project, really, like whole towns and um, a lot of, uh, you know, incredible uh, state-of-the-art special effects going into um, this movie. So, yeah, my character, Red Sweater, if you read the book, is um, uh, a very large catalyst for the dog in a certain way. And um, can't say too much more about the the project, but... uh, it's going to be really exciting to see it come to come to life. I was uh, so blessed and honored to to book that role, and uh, I wanted it so bad. Um, I went there with a vigor that just refused to be denied on the audition. I was just like, "This is my stuff," and uh, it's a classic. And it's going to, going to be coming out in uh, at December of uh, 2019. So okay. not this Christmas, but, but next, next Christmas, Christmas Day. Okay, yeah. well that'll be a good Christmas present. Huh, it is going to be the most like, Merry awesome Christmas. Christmas present, I think. <laughs> uh, I'm going to smile. I'm going. It's beautiful because it's a, you know it's a kid friendly movie. So, right. You know, and, you know anybody can come see the watch the movie. You know, I'll some have of to my take stuff my son is, to see it. Is really intense, and you know what? It's just not kid friendly. Oh, so, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, some of my characters, I play a lot of intense, very violent characters on screen sometimes, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can't take the kids or the grandkids to go see that stuff. You know, so <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great to be in this movie. So uh, that nice. coming, and I have another movie actually. It's coming out called Mollywood. Um, I don't know if you saw it on there, but that mm-hmm. is a, a independent feature I shot last year. That okay. uh, I'm the lead of the movie, and we shot it in Chicago. It's a very um, <clears throat> intense movie, and I'm a serial killer in the movie, and. Uh, yeah, it's a very going to be a very. Uh, it's a he's a spiritual serial killer. This character named Chase, who's the <laughs> main character. Serial of the movie. killer, fill yes, us in on yes. that, Mika. Fill us in on that. That's the first time I've heard that one. I know, right? <laughs> right. I know, right? What's a spiritual serial killer? Well, uh, as you know, many, many. Um, uh, many of the most heinous crimes have been done in the name of people believing that they were doing something good. And so this character really in a, you know, in a sixth sense, you know, he believes that he is purging the world in a certain sense and he's trying to. Um, But uh, of course, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, doesn't justify what he does as far as in what the character's been through, but he's got a very heavy backstory. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a very tearing story, but also it addresses a very heavy subject of addiction. So it actually ties into no more lives lost in a very unique way, actually. Nice. <laughs> as far as in the song, 
in the movie Mollywood. And some of my music may be appearing in the movie Mollywood as well from the Catalyst Road. Rocket. So um, we're still kind of waiting to see what producers do as far as in the uh, the music selection for the movie. But uh, they have some of my tracks and we'll see nice. how it goes. What can you tell us about your role as Derek in the upcoming 219 uh, set release date, Los Angeles, which is written and directed by Jesse Dvorak? Um, I hope I said that right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's just, yeah, that one actually, I can't tell you much because I haven't shot that one yet. That one's okay. about to shoot here in a minute. They put me on IMDb already, but we're going to shoot that in the next few days here. But I mean, I can tell you a little bit. I mean, the character is, uh, uh, he's uh, an actor who doesn't quite make it in hollywood and uh it's definitely a twist on him you know it's it's uh the driving of the story is uh is uh kind of takes you to where you don't think you're gonna go so it's got mm -hmm. it's got some twists and plot to it but um but yeah we actually haven't shot that yet i'm looking forward to actually shooting that that's coming but um we still have a lot of uh, i've got a lot of stuff in the pipeline that's that is on imdb that hasn't been released yet you know i've done you know movies with uh just different, you know, different projects that are on there. That are still yeah, I see. It's a long list of upcoming films. So, yeah, you know, for our audience and your fans, you're going to be seeing a lot of Mika on the big screen, on your television set. So you're definitely going to have to tune in. What has been your favorite role so far? Oh, by the way, I just actually got a new booking today for a new role. Nice. Really? Yes, yes. I just got the booking today for a movie called uh, a TV series called Swamp Thing on Warner Brothers. So nice, and you've I am heard going it here to first. officially <laughs> be a significant character in this next in the first season of Swamp Thing on Warner Brothers Network. So nice. Well, congratulations. Yes, thank you very much. Cool. I just booked it today, so I'm so so excited. I'm going to be looking forward to. Uh, to going uh, to the south to shoot this, so yeah, um, absolutely. So what has been your favorite role so far in your career? You know what, as actors like uh, me, I don't know if we actually have favorites. It's each one is kind of a different experience and a different animal. You know what? There's always you know just you know we all have those glory moments where you're kind of at the pinnacle of you know a mm -hmm. uh, feeling like you're there, whatever that means. Um, and that you, you know, you're finally kind of, you know, living and um, what you always wanted to do. Right. But uh, yeah, every project has been different. I, you know, I was I enjoyed very much working on Westworld. I mean, uh, this Call of the Wild movie, I, I can't wait to see how it comes out because it was really, really great working on the animation of the dog and um, being involved in a classic like that. The, the Mollywood movie is uh, was a very, very intense movie, but it's also something that you know, I think uh, is going to have a heavy significance. So it's funny because you look back at different projects and mm -hmm. you can cherry pick and go, well, I love this part about it or that part or, you know, or certain parts even of a character, even a maniacal, sometimes really crazy mm -hmm. out there character that you just kind of, um, you come to a taking of cert a certain thing about the character that is, uh, that, uh, yeah, makes you smile or for whatever it's worth, you know. It's, yeah. Uh, it's a wild thing, but I don't know if I really actually have a favorite. People always ask me that question, and I always feel uh, like I disappoint when I answer because I'm always like, <laughs> I don't know which one All is a favorite. Um, <laughs> the favorite one is the one I'm doing right now. That's usually my favorite one. So, 
I just try to enjoy the moments and you know what? I don't even really add them. That's up a good anymore. answer though. It was really nice. Harrison Ford coming and introducing himself to me. Mm -hmm. That was a beautiful feeling. He was a very, very, uh, uh, gentle giant and uh, just came over to say hello. And, uh, so that was a, a, a cool moment, you know, just being on set and getting a chance to work with, uh, an icon like himself. I was going through some videos earlier and I came across and I, I think, um, one video in particular okay about um you, for our audience um you have lupus discoid lupus i do have discoid lupus yes which mm -hmm. is very rare for men to get but um men and women get lupus and there's different types of lupus can you tell us a little bit about discoid lupus how it has affected your life and um how you you keep it in check There he is. There he is. Okay. Could could you tell us a little bit about that? Sorry about that. Yes. Um, I uh, yeah, I was diagnosed with lupus in 1998. I was out in Hawaii and uh, laying out on the beach, and all of a sudden, my body started freaking out, and you know, I started you know just breaking out in hives and itching. Sorry, somebody always calls at the wrong time. <laughs> um, uh, so I was uh, breaking out and um, my body just, yeah, I was freaking out. So I had to go to the hotel room and stay out of the sun the rest of the, the trip. And I came back and I went to the hospital. Um, they told me after taking a bunch of tests and having to wait a bunch of time uh, that, uh, that I had discoid lupus and that I could never really be in the sun. So it was uh, uh, one of those things that, you know, really freaks you out, but um, I've learned to live with it and mm -hmm. just been, you know, I've learned to be a shadow master and know how to, you know, walk. When I walk through the streets, I'm always walking on the shadow side of the street. And, you know, I'm just the guy who just chills in the shadows when I'm not, uh, um, when I can. And right. so, uh, you know, I go out and I shoot a lot of stuff that I have to shoot in the sun and the desert. I've shot many, many, many projects in the desert, but, uh, and sometimes it can be harsh. You just got to know how much sun you can take. But uh, yeah, it wears you down. And um, so you got to be really careful as far as just being out there. Because sometimes mm -hmm. it just feels so great to have the sun on you. And you forget. And then all of a sudden, you're like breaking out. And you're like, oh, whoa, oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's a really, it's hard to fight the natural draw to the sun. But um, for the most part, I've learned to live with it without any medication. You know, I... Uh, uh, I, I don't take any um, steroids other than, you know, taking sometimes a, a little um, um, the ointments. That, yeah, know, that's what I was, I was getting ready to do this. Yeah. And, and for our <laughs> exactly. audience that don't know, I also have lupus, but I have a different type of lupus. So, but the, the same treatment for that. Um, what are some of the signs that someone may need to look out for if they believe they may have discoid lupus? Um, I would say, you know, I mean, being extremely fatigued and, you know, just having an, an all out allergy for me, you know, it showed up as an allergy to the sun or the sun, even as a youngster, actually, you know, mm -hmm. I always felt like the sun would just tire me out quickly. And then, it, you know, after I got diagnosed with lupus and then I started to kind of really see that my body already kind of had something weird, you know, going on to it. So I think just being aware of what your body's telling you mm -hmm. and, um, you know, if you're getting, you know, rashes or you're getting breakouts, 
um, definitely go see a dermatologist immediately and somebody who can uh, take a look at it and take an, uh, a small sample and see if, it, you know, if you possibly do have lupus. I don't know too much about the internal stuff um, right. as much as uh, I probably should, but um, I, uh, my heart goes out to anybody going through that as far as it's, you know, having um, internal as well. Well, the systemic lupus, uh, how that affects is the white blood cells and that sees anything normal as it can see it as an infection. So then the white blood cells start to accumulate and fight. Well, there's no infection, so it'll attack an organ instead, or it'll attack a tissue, or, you know, um, in my case, three TIAs. So, I mean, it just depends on how it affects. It affects everybody differently, um, you know, and, there, you know, there's. I didn't even know that there was different types of lupus and then when I was doing my research, I was like, discoid lupus. That was actually the first time I had heard of that. So I'm glad I did mm. because lupus awareness, you know, that's important too. Yes, yes, no, no. It's, um, yeah, no, there's so, there's so much going on that, you know, it, uh, I think uh, it's, uh, it's not easy for people who are living with it at all. And, uh, right. Yeah, I, uh, you know, a certain amount of people who get internal, who have external lupus, you know, will come down with internal as well. So it's something that, you know, like you said, a lot of men, though, don't get. So, right. Um, well, you are quite the survivor and you are quite the uh, warrior. So. You too. You too. You. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Now, where can um, your fans and our audience follow you on social media to keep up with what you got going on for our listeners. Yeah. Uh, so right now they can follow me at, uh, it's M I C A H Fitzgerald F I T Z G E R A L D. Um, and Instagram. So, I'm, uh, Mika Fitzgerald at Instagram, you know, okay. on Instagram. And then also on Facebook, it's spelled the exact same. Um, most people, a lot of people know me, they know the name is Micah Fitzgerald. So it's M-I-C-A-H, but it's right. Micah Fitzgerald. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, those are the two. I mean, right now I'm in the midst of going to be, um, having a website, uh, the Catalyst Road website. I'm going to have that up here shortly and I'm going to be able to have that for people to be able to contact me and see my work and okay. connect with me and download music. And I'm going to be having, you know, um, some of my uh, other stuff, that are, uh, other offerings that are going to be on the website as well, as well as my, my acting information and stuff. So okay. it's going to be kind of my hub where most people will be able to get a hold of me through and, um, and just see kind of the range of what I'm working on and the different stuff that I'm going to be working on. Okay. And, and um, cause Oh, go ahead. Oh no, because it's just I, something. One of the things that I'm in the midst of doing is I built my my name in Los Angeles as an actor, and you know, uh, a character actor in lots of projects. I uh, now I'm in the midst of putting together my own branding and my own stuff, so I can really you know have my own voice in the industry besides just um, be you know an actor for hire. So right, absolutely. Now for our audience uh, that are listeners and viewers. Right there on the platform, anewpodcast.com. Go to Mika's bio page. I've put links to all of his social media there. And be sure to, to check out his music as well as the other videos I've put here on the bio page for him. Now, Mika, 
I, I have to say, it's been great having you on as a new guest here on Big Dog's Corner. Uh, before we wrap up today, do you have anything that you'd like to leave for our audience? Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, first off, thank you so much for having me on the show, too, and uh, having me on your podcast. And, uh, you know, I'm glad. Thank you, Mariano, even though you're not on right now. You know what? Thank you for the introduction of connecting me with great people. Um, and uh, I look forward to us, you know, connecting more. Um, yeah, I really want to, uh, you know, leave a message of, you know, that no matter what you've been through in life, no matter how bad the circumstances, you know, that you feel that you're in, that all of that challenge and all of that struggle can be turned into incredible gifts and incredible blessings and incredible um, precious understanding for you and other people um, if we can only harness ourselves long enough to not let it consume us. And um, I think so many people have so much greatness, so much talent, so much ability that is hidden on a daily basis because we're so self-consumed in feeling like life has done us wrong right. and that we don't have enough and that we're not um, we're not who we're supposed to be. And um, so I just, you know, I like to, yeah, just, you know, send, definitely send a message out to anybody who's listening that uh, um, for me, you know, uh, um, you know, God has worked in incredible ways in my life. Um, the more I've allowed God in my heart and to be able to get past my own ego and my own sense of self and mm -hmm. who I think I am and allow really the spirit to live through me and to not live in a selfish state, um, the more gifts and beauty I'm able to see in the day and, uh, and the more, you know, valuable life is for me. So, um, I just want to share that as far as, and, you know, I know that, uh, you never know who's on the other side of right. the screen and what somebody else is going through. And, um, I think we all go through it, no matter how successful you are, no matter how many guest stars or roles you get or albums you do, we still have the underlying stuff inside, you know, and that feeling that's a bottomless pit many times that you right. just can't can't feed it enough attention money power um and uh and and cover it in materialistic um clingings that right. we think is going to make us somebody and um so i just wanted to say that you're enough whoever you are on the other side you know what and that um that you know uh that there's a, a beauty in the struggle whatever it is you're going through and um to uh to allow yourself the opportunity to win and uh don't give up before you even started really right um, absolutely it, amen you know, it's it, for me you know it's a powerful message for me to be able to share with other people because i know i've had times many times in my life where i wanted to give up where i wanted to feel where i felt like the cards were all against me or i just didn't have something that wasn't you know good enough for the rest of the world. And that thought process is what held me back so long from moving forward and actually doing the things that, you know, what God's allowed me to do today. And right. um, so I just know what that gate looks like. And I know what, uh, how great it feels to, to burst through that. 
Absolutely. And, um, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I, I definitely, uh, you know, want to want to go to touch people with this album, The Catalyst Road. It's, you know, it's going to be, again, it's something not for me, it's for the people. And uh, that's really the album that I'm looking to make on something that, uh, that people can feed on spiritually and uh, get re-excited about the beauty that they have right in front of them. So, you know, uh, so yeah, I'm really excited about the music and, and the acting has, has been coming along and uh, I'm in the midst of looking for a, a theatrical agent. I've operated in the last five years without a theatrical agent. Okay. So, I mean, all that you've seen I've done without a theatrical agent. Wow. So, once I get a, 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 a top-tier theatrical agent representing me, um, I think it's definitely going to really, you know, move to another level as far as in um, the projects that I'm going to be able to be attached to. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're the one doing it, and it shows that you do, you know what I'm saying? What you do, well, I'm pushing. And do I tell you, it's, well. God, it's God powered. I can't do this. I, I couldn't do all this on myself. You know what? Right. Really, you know what? It's definitely, it's on. It, it's been powered in, in, in something that's beyond greater than myself. I moved to LA with literally, you know what, a few dollars and a dream, and um, I've been building it and running with it ever since. I've done almost 300 projects out here, wow. in the animation to voiceover to video game to commercial to. Um, TV series, you know, stuff, and um, and now, you know, uh, getting ready to really to move into the music and the design world, doing some stuff in, the, you know, those two industries as well. Um, but really combining it. To me, mm-hmm. it's all becomes one. The music, the art, the acting, there are all ways to be able to reach the mind and the spirit and be able to touch people in, their, in all their senses. So if I can touch you visually through your audio, and through what you feel and you know and and, and what you see um you know as far as in, and, and uh you you've been able to reach them through all their senses and that's what i'm going to do as as an artist so with god's help it's possible they say and um i believe that it's true i do too so well i want to say thank you uh, for tuning in to big dog's corner of a new podcast if you enjoyed this episode be sure to like share and subscribe and also um if to to reach a majority of our listeners if you go to anchor.fm you can access a majority of all of our streaming platforms there as well if you'd like to buy me a cup of coffee once a month for bringing you this show feel free to do so Uh, this is dawn piercy signing off until next time